0: every time i start a steam game it has to (laughs) to pop up and say did you know you can hit shift tab to get rid of this window it's like that it it doesn't know
1: it doesn't know you've never done it before hi everyone uh welcome to the space game junkie podcast i as always am your co-host brian joining me as always is your co-host jim
0: bring out your dead
1: i'm not dead yet i feel happy and uh also joining us is your co-host, Hunter. What's going on, peoples? I'll
0: tell you what's going on. The game's loading.
1: That's yeah. what's going on. Yeah. So um, for
0: some reason, oh, you know, that's another thing, right? So they they just put a DLC out. <laughs> who'd, have, who'd have thunk it? Um, but they put a <laughs> DLC out that is uh, the Reaper's due, so they yeah. finally put the plague in the game? Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: I've got it. I've got it, so uh, yeah, here we go. Do
0: you All not right. get the plague otherwise?
1: Yeah, no, the plague is, I don't think it's ever been a part of the game, Like, but you can also uh, hire a court physician wow. as well.
0: Do you get those cool guys with the like the bird masks? The apothecary-looking <laughs> dudes with the... Yeah. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about.
1: I do know what you're talking about. I don't know if you get them. So, folks, you might be wondering, hey, this doesn't look like a space game. Well, there's a reason we're doing this. Um, we were supposed to have a guest tonight, and uh, they never confirmed. So we don't have a guest.
0: And we're so, so angry that we've abandoned space games entirely and have yes. gone back to historical simulations.
1: Yeah, we're cha- uh, big news. We're changing the site to historical game junkie, and it's going to be all about Crusader Kings two and Europa Universalis for for the foreseeable. F- no, and, no, and
0: total war games.
1: <laughs> total war. <laughs> and all the AGOD odd games. No. Um, no, uh, so I asked uh, my co-host here, what, let's talk about a topic. What do you got? And Hunter's like, fuck, I want to talk about expectations and expansions. He was like, you were like, Arr! so like, all right. So I thought, why don't we play a game from what is probably the best and worst example of DLC? Crusader Kings 2 from... Paradox Entertainment or In Interactive. Is it Paradox so, Interactive?
0: Yeah. Is this DLC that that adds in like uh portraits of oh, French they, girls? Is they have that is all that necessary?
1: That. No, it's not necessary. So but... okay, so
0: because, it, like for, for like a dollar ninety nine I can be painted like one of your French girls. That's yeah. I don't know. They they have everything, right? There's like kitchen sink DLC that's like ninety nine cents. There's so much DLC for this thing, and yeah. if you want oh, okay. the soundtrack to be heavy metal, you can you can totally buy the Viking metal soundtrack for this.
2: All oh, right, because you, yeah, could, you couldn't that. just turn yeah.
0: on your own music. Okay, the what? game's
2: trying to load now. Yay! Did you restart uh,
1: Steam as Ouch did? Huh? huh? Did, did you? Did you? Nope. Wow. Oh wow. Why do you want to imprison this guy? Okay, I'll imprison
0: Oh yeah, is time rolling? No, we're on pause, right?
1: We're paused. So, uh, who is Dovetail Games, Kilrathy? Are they the ones with train simulator? Is that is that them? Because yeah, they're pretty bad, but none of us own train simulator. Um But isn't it true, at least with them, you're buying like actual trains, right? And you're buying um
0: well, I think there's some scenery stuff too like hey do you want this train station or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. So they kind of they took the model of like flight simulator yeah, where it's flight like hey exactly. here's Newark Airport for 20 bucks you can have a photorealistic Newark New Jersey, you know, main terminal or something.
2: Well, wow, this game works great in 5960 by 1080 like right out of the box it is like huh. in widescreen mode.
0: Oh yeah, it was doing 3440 for me, like by default. It was just like, your monitor's big, let's go big. And I was like, that's no, nice. I want you smaller.
1: <laughs> so so Hunter, what what was on the forefront of your mind when you decided uh to mention this topic?
0: Weed.
2: <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Like legit legitimately there's just like this this thing that we were in as a gaming culture community now right that is dlc and it's been it's been a thing for a while now several years in fact and and really and with like the latest thing with arc specifically um we're seeing um the difference between free dlc and what's paid dlc and what determines if it's paid or, or free right and the quality of it for example um, you know, because expectations of things are, are pretty crazy. You look back in the day at the DLC, or I guess uh, uh, DLC, formerly known as expansions, right? So, it's basically
0: user—it's basically developer-made mods that they sell you, as opposed yeah, to public-made mods that you get yeah, for free.
2: Yes and no, though. Like that's uh, that's the weird thing about it, right? So you have different types of DLC, but in some cases, DLC could almost be interchangeable as an expansion. And I'll give you an example. You look at uh a great classic one just to think of right off the top of my head is StarCraft and then Brood War. So like with StarCraft, you had your base game, which had three campaigns and multiplayer, three separate campaigns and multiplayer. Then when Brood War came out, you got an additional three campaigns plus new units for multiplayer. So and it all got added on to like one thing. So like once you had it, you could play the first three campaigns over again and then keep playing through uh the new three campaigns. And the interesting thing about that is is um in some cases with DLC now, they're like, you know, get get this new map pack for multiplayer and it's just a it's a series of maybe like four or five maps for a multiplayer thing that's like 15 to 20 bucks for this DLC and at the end of the day like what are you what are you really getting other than just you know and who knows if any of those maps are going to be any good I don't know there's just there's a there's a very unique um thing there but then there's some DLC For example, with Sins of a Solar Empire, Sins of a Solar Empire comes out with like $5 worth of DLC that adds on, uh, a whole new variety to the game. And you look at how many of them they have and there's like, what, three or four of them? So you're paying 15 to 20 bucks for which would essentially be the contents worth of an expansion, which is priced accordingly. And Sins of a Solar Empire, as we as we all know, is is a pretty great game, not only for its base game, but for its uh pretty uh v- rigorous I would mod say robust. Community. Yeah. Super
0: robust mod community. Yeah. So here's some some trivias, right? So DLC is basically a downloadable extension of the game, right? Um so the very first expansion pack that was a separate campaign in a game, like a sequel expansion, that didn't change the original game but just added like a whole new thing, it was actually Dungeon Quest Upper Reaches of Apshai from uh, Infinitron in 1981. What? Yep. Yeah, it was like an add on disc that gave you like a second campaign in Temple of Apshai. Yeah, that's pretty she, That's pretty slick, right? Which is one and, of the original roguelikes, too.
2: So so this brings up, because, you know, again, DLC can either be, like, add-on stuff, like, you know, with, with CSGO, for example, you can go and buy guns or skins for guns. You know, all these other games that have purchasable content for them for what is generally a free game. So the way that they make their money more or less is uh, with the, the content that you buy for the game specifically. Yeah, the, by the way, the, the
0: the Infinitron thing. I'm sorry, that's not the developer. That's actually the guy that gave the answer on the thing. So never mind. It was, Epics is who made Temple of Apshai, so it was probably just Epics dudes.
2: Um, but but anyway, so like with with the way with the way you look at things today, it feels it feels weird when you think of the modding community. Um, was once what really kind of made gaming great right so you look at uh half-life the original half-life that's just a, it's a great point to start with half-life and you look at half-life and you go well then there was the sequels to it with blue shift and opposing force and then you got mods from that such as day of defeat and team fortress as well as uh i think natural selection was a mod originally from half-life i could be wrong about that one i don't think you are um And so you have this, like, spawn mainly because of the engine was just very uh, easily to be modded. And the same thing could be said about the Quake 3 engine. Like, from Quake 3, not only did you have a whole bunch of, like, you know, AAA developed games from the Quake 3 engine, you also had, uh, again, a robust modding community for the Quake 3 engine. And... From these things, you got a lot of, in most cases, I would say, not all of it was great, but I would say about 90% of the stuff you got out of that was, was actually really good quality stuff. But you right. see, and, and and again, you know, this is where the, the replay value comes into play, right? Because now, now people can go and buy your game, not because they want to play necessarily the base game, but because they're playing the mod that their friends have at the LAN party so you know and of course back then it was also easier to crack games too so not necessarily were they making all the sales but you know that that was an issue but it just it's kind of like you look at today there's so much control over the content of what goes into the game that um you even even with rockstar who you'd think rockstar would be one of those 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 uh free people that would be on your side you look at like gta 4 if you and your buddy had the same mods you could play multiplayer together right but you know in gta 5 if you want to play multiplayer with the online stuff if you have any mods at all you get you know your account banned so you know there's a there's a real interesting shift in control of content right and I'm not talking about hacks here. I'm talking about just legit mods, right?
0: Yeah. So here, sure. here's another bit of trivia. Do you remember Rem- Redneck Rampage? The 1997. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. It holds the distinction as being the first game that ever had legit DLC that was that was uh, purchased, right? That added a feature to the game you had to buy. It was called the Cuss Pack, which was a strong language add-on that required what? the original Red Mac Rampage. I never heard of this. And it was rated mature. So they had to take all the filth out, and then you could buy the four-letter words and put back in.
2: Well, see, that I'm not surprised by that, to be honest with you. You know, it's kind of like... Um,
0: I'm surprised necessary. anybody
2: would buy that, but okay. Well, no, I mean, it's just like... It's not necessarily uncommon for the development process back at that time period, because you look even into the early 90s with the consoles... If you bought the Sega version of Mortal Kombat, you got blood. If you bought the Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat, you you got the green stuff, which wasn't really blood, because, you know, Nintendo had this thing about violence. So I'm not really surprised that they had an additional thing you could purchase, considering it was a a computer thing. Yeah, like Um,
0: in in, uh, Wolfenstein, they wouldn't even let you shoot dogs, would they? What? There was, like, a problem with that on Nintendo, I thought, with... oh yeah. yeah 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 yeah
2: so so you know you look at you look at the the quality and and all of a sudden now it's about content control and it really it really frustrates me because you look at something like uh oh i don't know battlefield uh 2 and all the mods that came out of battlefield 2 but then you look at battlefield 3 nothing uh you look at battlefront 2 which was the star wars game C- crazy amounts of mods and customization then you look at you know the new battlefront and it's just like you know you can't touch it like there's nothing you can do and i just i i am i am baffled by the expectation because i am hashing out to a company like ea um what is it? Like $120 initially for like the full package if I wanted the base game plus the season pass, which would give uh. me all of the content. You know, and but then what do I what do I get to do with it? Do I I just get to play it? I really can't uh if you know, if I want to customize or uh make my stormtrooper armor have uh you know, a um Deadpool color palette. <laughs> you know, I couldn't do that. Right. So, so there's there's really a, there's really a big uh, expectation. Like when you when you look at what you used to be able to do with your games in the past, when you when you purchased them, you could you could do all kinds of things with them. But now, content creators are getting so in control of their stuff. But so, some content creators are like, yes, we want you to be able to mod it, such as Sins of a Solar Empire. <sighs> yeah. Uh, oh. Sorry,
1: I'm getting my ass whooped by the Holy Roman Empire. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I have a very um I I, I try to have kind of an agnostic view of DLC. Like I love expansion packs. Like I miss I miss the days where like games had honest to goodness expansion packs. Like you mentioned StarCraft. Well, when we were originally talking about this, with, uh brood war, right?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: that's a big one. uh Total annihilation had a few great ones uh free the first free space had a great one. Well,
2: then you had like Warcraft Two had an expansion, and then Warcraft three had an expansion like in these in these added like full-on campaigns, you know
1: exactly they 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 enhance the value of the game. And I'm not sure if a uh, character portrait that you can actually buy for a game enhances. Maybe it does. Maybe some people like that shit. I don't know. I mean, why do they keep making it for games like this? I don't. I kind of don't understand.
2: Uh, right, Kilrathi made a good point where the content is online only. You know, I like. I get that, but then again we're looking at two different things. We're looking at uh matchmaking versus dedicated servers, right? So on one hand, even though the content is online only, if it's an only multiplayer game, in the past, Battlefield was a multiplayer-only game. Sure, you could play it by yourself with bots, but still... Uh, I mean, you guys see where I'm going with this. I, right. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse when I say some of these things sometimes. Like... You guys get it and it's just one of those things where like why why is it such a why is it such an issue today like why are the tools not available or why do they not want to make that available
1: Um I don't understand why not I mean all they have to do is look at some games like Free Space 2 I mean people still buy that because of the mod community you know I mean it's a what, seventeen year old game now?
2: Oh, here's that's great. you made another great point about twelve annihilation is that it had free yeah, units that's true. for years.
1: Exactly. So you had a little bit of both with that one. I forgot about that actually.
2: Right, you know. I mm. <laughs> So um let me let me tell you something. Like what what do you how do you feel about you know, either of you could answer this question. How do you guys feel about DLC today though? I mean There, because there's, it just seems like there's such a variety of the kind of DLC that you can get for games. It's anywhere ranging from, um, just, uh, aesthetics, like, you know, clothes or a hat that just mean nothing, or it goes all the way up to full blown campaigns with little things in between. You know, in some cases, you have the freemium games, which have nothing but paid content, but, you know, then you look at that and it's like pay to win. I think of Battlefield uh three and four, for example, you could uh play the game to unlock uh certain abilities or to, you know, if you if you drove the tank lock enough, you were able to level up your tank abilities and get unlocks, or you could buy just like the unlock pack and just get all of those ability and be pay to win, right? You know.
1: Right, exactly. And Kilrathi brings up a good point. You know, DLC can be great. Look at the Witcher Three, yeah, that have what, two expansions? and uh but then you look at games like Fallout 4 which apparently a lot of people were not very happy with the DLC for that one.
2: Well, it was just the it was just like the the uh I wouldn't necessarily say quality but like the the quantity of what the DLC provided. You know, just kind of like, oh great, like more stuff I can use to build this house that no one ever is going to see, like yeah, I because, you know, you look at, like, again, we keep using this as an example because it's it's just a really good one. But StarCraft Two, when you bought the original one, it had its own box. It had its own box art. It had its own manual. It had, you know, the whole thing. And then you get uh, Brood War. It had its own box. It had its own manual. You know, it had, like, it had its own stuff, but it was an expansion. Or, I guess, in today's term, it was DLC you know, this is this is why I guess I really appreciate the things and the efforts that GOG does. So like 90% of the time when you get a game on GOG, you don't just get the game, here you go. You get uh content like to go with it. You get manuals and avatars and all kinds of stuff.
1: Right, which which makes GOG just wonderful. I mean, I Steam, I wish Steam would do that, but you know, they don't have to. You know they're they're the juggernaut. You know they don't have to. Like when you see a game that comes out on GOG and Steam, you're like, yeah, I don't
2: know. <laughs> there are there I, are times where there are times where I've looked at it and go like, if I see a game that's released on both platforms, I think to myself, do I want the Steam version or do I want the GOG version? And to be honest with you, if it's launched on both, most of the time I'll try and shoot for the GOG version if I can.
1: Agreed agreed it's just it's just better you know they, they do they do a better job um incent, incentivizing players what's going on oh, incentivizing players to uh to buy things like with soundtracks with manuals with wallpapers i mean they, they go that extra mile like wasn't there a game they just Armello, i think it was where like apparently on gog it's not going to be updated anymore whereas on Steam, they're just going to keep updating the Steam version, but not the GOG version. So they're offering everyone refunds.
0: Oh, really? That's yeah, the, I believe the so. board game thing, right? I think so. Because they just came out with a DLC this week where it's... Uh, um, yeah, so that's interesting, though. They give them refunds, but they're hey, still are in the game.
2: How is it that both of you guys have Meridian Squad 22? I bought it. I I got a key for it. Son of a
1: bitch. I I get I'm I'm gonna be honest, there are a lot of people that send me keys that I didn't ask for. So I mean I see it as a gift.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, no, I just you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of just, you know, at the point now where I I would rather I would rather, you know, spend money on on quality because I'm getting kind of tired of this, this micro micro dlc crap and um i'm kind of getting tired of these season pass kind of things where you know the 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 content is in 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 my opinion mediocre at best um
0: yeah well like let's talk about battlefront right that was like they released like a a one slice of pizza right it's like you have to buy the whole pizza now but we're going to deliver it one slice at a time for a year
2: Yeah, and i i i don't i don't know if i understand that i don't know if it's because they they have to get content uh, out as soon as possible. And then speaking of getting content out as soon as possible, let's let's talk about the the topic of, of of day one DLC for just a second. I don't get that.
1: I i don't i don't get that i don't get that at all. Day one DLC. It's
2: like it's
0: almost like pre order bonus bullshit.
1: Fr- well,
2: but not. It's close. You know? It's very close because it's it's one of those things where it's like if you get it at Target, you get this like uh, you know armor pack, but if you get it at GameStop, you'll get this armor pack, and it's just like I hate mm-hmm. that so much. Well, you know, in a year, it's just going to be available for everybody, so it's just kind of like, uh, what? You know, I, 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 you know, if it if it's if it's day one, if it's coming out the same day as the game that you're releasing then why don't you just include it in the game? Because clearly you've been working on it during the same... You know what I mean? Like, it's, Hunter,
1: it's all about giving the player a choice. Do they want this extra content or not? They can choose with their dollars. It's as simple as that.
2: <laughs>
1: Sorry, I can't...
2: Playing devil's advocate, you son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't do it. I can do it. it's all about choice hunter it's all about giving the player the choice well the to thing... give us to give us more money
0: well, right. the thing that so... i don't like is whenever they make d l c that is sequential like that, and then the community if you're playing it multiplayer like a single player game i don't give a shit, but the stuff that seems to get the most beating from d l c is multiplayer because it's mandatory right like if you're if you're playing call of duty battlefield, you know, name any game that's multiplayer like that, then it's like, if you don't keep up with the DLC, well, everybody else bought it. So you're going to be in a ghost town, right? Like try to find a game now because everybody else is on the new stuff and you're not. So now you're a have not.
2: Right. And that, and that also brings up another point that I was going to mention, but Killrathy beat me to the punch. You know, you know, when, when a game server then shuts down, you'll never get that content again. You know, I, I, I think of, I think of games uh, of the past that had full on content, because if you look at if you look at like (laughs) callback again, Starcraft and Brood War, you know, those games are out They're They're there. They're on a disc. I have them and I can play them and I can play all of their content no matter what. Uh, I can start up a LAN game with a friend of mine and play all of that content. But when you when you talk about a game that's based on matchmaking, if that ever goes down, you won't he you won't be able to play that again. Yeah. You know, so and it's got it's got to take the it's got to take again. You know, if the community if there's still enough community people out there, it's got to take that community. You know. You know. He's he mentioned GameSpy. That's a great one. Games for Windows Live. Another great like mention of just like when something goes down you know either either the community's got to fix it the f- developers got to fix it or you're SOL and i and i think that you know that that strict online connection or that strict uh control of the content um c- kind of um in my opinion it devalues what you've what you've tried to accomplish
1: <sighs> this is such a touchy subject <laughs> Sure.
0: Well, it's like I want to see them get paid, but I also want to feel that yeah, um, yeah, when I buy something, yeah. I've actually purchased it. I'm not just borrowing it, you know. And and it doesn't expire because I didn't get, I didn't keep up with the purchase thing. Or if you're gonna make a game that's 120 bucks, just be honest and price that shit at 120 bucks. You know.
1: But then no one's gonna buy it.
0: Yeah. Well. That's the thing, right? Well, so it, it's almost like the payment plan. It's like, well, I can buy this thing in five payments of you know <laughs> of twenty five dollars or whatever, or I can just pay one hundred twenty five bucks out front.
2: Let's think about let's think about consoles a little bit more here in this regard too. So let's take um, uh, let's oh. take Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. Hey, before then... you go
0: there, the the Dreamcast was the first console to have DLC.
2: Yes. That makes sense. They had a built-in modem. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yes.
2: So so let's look at the consoles for a second with the Xbox. Let's just say the Xbox 360 and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. All right? And you had the downloadable stuff you could get from Xbox Live, which gave you uh, some more maps and stuff like that. There was some uh, DLC for that. Let's flash forward to, uh, I don't know, 30 years from now. Or from when that game came out, and there's, you know, some people, you know, at a uh, uh, a thrift store, and they find, like, an Xbox with a copy of, you know, Call of Duty, whatever, and they have a friend who's a collector who also has Call of Duty, whatever, but you see, because all those online servers don't exist anymore, you can't download that content or get a hold of that content anymore. You know, the, the consoles are a little bit harsher in that regards because, you know, with a PC, there's, you know, internet archive and bam, you know, you get ever, whatever the fuck you want. You know, if I want an old patch to a game, you know, to, to do whatever, I can go find the old patch to that game. And then thankfully we have people that have put together stuff like Evolve or stuff like, uh, um, what was the other one that we used to use for a while? Um,
1: Uh, game Game ranger Ranger. game ranger yeah Yeah.
2: then there's there's also hamachi can be used as a vpn to to play games you know there's there's a few of them that are out there that are allowing for you know internet play of old games via a lan type connection um but just like you know but
1: console gamers are screwed like Kilrathy said i didn't know this grand turismo 5 shut off their online servers one year after it was out that's it that's that seems ridiculous Right, like, so it's, it's kind of like that
2: That replay value is almost gone because it's almost like looking for that quick cash grab or that that uh, that that quick game. And we're just like, well, we'll make a sequel. So we have like 30 Assassin's Creeds. Don't worry. they won't, uh, won't matter because they're not going to play the first ones anymore. we got to keep making new ones to keep blah, 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 blah.
1: Uh, yeah, that is a problem <laughs> with the um, with the yearly like assassins creed and madden and stuff like that like cuz a lot of people don't want to buy new madden year after year after year if it's just a roster update you know but they shut down the servers so they can't play 2015 online anymore with their friends they got to buy 2016 or 2017 or whatever you know but you know i guess it's it's sad because they keep doing it we keep buying it
2: Well, and that's, and that's again, another problem is you talk about the, the consumer will pay with their wallet, but at the end of the day, you know, it's those, it's, it's the next generation, like the next generation of gamers, they're just getting used to this. And uh, this, this, the, the generations that have been around are kind of like, you know, hey, Like, I don't even own Battlefront. Like, I love Star Wars. I love Battlefront 1. I love Battlefront 2. I am, you know, the new Battlefront, really, the only good thing about it is it gets you in the feels because it looks and feels like Star Wars. But at the end of the day, that's all it really has going for it. You know, it's the same thing with the new Star Wars movie. It looks and feels like Star Wars, but that's really about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I, I, uh, I have no, ins- I have no interest in getting that new Battlefront. Even though now they're about to do a Death Star thing, it's just the Death Star. Like, that's it? Really? Yeah.
2: And, and, you know, Rogue Squadron for the N64 or the PC version, whichever one you got, had more uh, like, you know, like interesting content. You know, I know that it's, you know, you're looking at a difference between multiplayer and single player, but why can't a multiplayer be objective based? you know they do have them they exist like why not make that a make that a thing
1: yeah i don't know
2: i mean what what it speaking of
1: battlefront um like it, it amazes it amazes me that like battlefront 2 is still so playable has so much content So many people still play it they just, it's like they gutted battlefront 3 to a fraction of its former self, just so they could gut us, you know, bit by bit. And that's exactly I think, and that just, yeah, it pisses me off to no end. But didn't a lot of people not bu- bu- buy the bullshit with that one? Didn't a lot? Didn't a lot of people understand that this is crap? Oh,
2: yeah. You know, you, you would think. You know, you, you would you would think, but then you know, with with uh with with other games, you almost have to rely on on the community to fix it, right, to make it better. And so this this brings up No Man's Sky, right? Because you have, wow. um, well, well, hold on. I mean, like you know, you have these modders, right, that have come out of the woodwork to make the game playable, right? They've they've added in. Uh the ability to fly low and fly through caves they've you know be able to like hover, be able to land where you want, turn off the stupid uh Instagram filter in the game and it actually runs smoother, you know add more like density to the space stuff like there's just you know there's a lot that these modders have added to the game, but at the end of the day, like what other things are there to do than to look at right so there's only so much modders can do but you know modders do have the ability to to enhance right you know to make things better it's like um you look at the the whole fiasco with watchdogs right during the e3 stuff the watchdogs video for e3 everybody was like that's freaking amazing like look at the quality of this game and then when it launched everybody was like wait a minute this game looked way better at E3. What happened? Well, they turned off the 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 graphic enhancements just to sell their game, right? Because they knew it wouldn't be able to run very well on the consoles. Because they had to they had to tone it down. But they also had to tone it down for the PC folk because they they didn't want the uh, console folk to to get jealous. So then the, the the modders slash you know hackers or whatever found the graphics file that said, hey, you just enable this thing and it like makes the game look ten times better.
1: Yeah, and Serial Kicked in the chat said that the um, No Man's Sky team is against modding. And yet there are a lot of mods coming out for that thing.
2: That that are making it better.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: You know i i still stand to this day and this brings up the point because we're talking about content and price and what you're getting for it you know you know speaking of a a game like no man's sky i think people wouldn't have flipped their shit as much as if the game was say 20 dollars instead of 60
1: this is very true this is very true well france has surrendered to the holy roman empire (laughs) this game is crazy um
0: yeah, I raised a ginormous army and I ran them up into Scotland and then I can't figure out how to actually declare war on Scotland and just take uh, their shit. Uh, <laughs> We're here to party. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, I was hanging out up here uh what's his name's castle? King have, King Malcolm of the Scots. I was just to, chilling there for like a year. Like did he get sick of me? You
1: have but to anyway. declare a caucus census belly belli, belly belly and uh-huh. I think to do that, you have well. One, you have to uh, like open their um, their portrait, right-click to open diplomatic options, and you can declare war from there. But you can also uh, send a regent, send one of your advisors there to fabricate claims against them. So. Um, oh, so yeah. I can't
0: just roll up in there and just be like, "This no. is mine."
1: No, you uh-huh. gotta act. There's actually a procedure involved that you have to do first. Uh, so wow, much- how rude.
0: Dang. I got raiders. I got raiders that rolled up on me too.
1: Uh Oh yeah. France is not doing well right now. France is not doing right so, now at all.
2: Yeah. So, um, so to, to continue on with this, uh, right, no, it's, fine, it's fine. No, no, it's good. It's good. I just had another thought though. So to continue on with like a lot of this stuff, I think about um I think about the, like the damage that the early access thing does as well. Now early access is is meant to be a good thing, right? But too many people look at it as an opportunity to buy a game um and then they try and judge it on the fact that this is the game instead of no 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 no, no. this isn't like, you know, one point game release, this is still technically alpha slash beta, but we're releasing it to the public for them to give us feedback. And um, that can that can go uh, really well in some cases and really bad in others. And I think uh, one case of it being both good and bad all at the same time is space engineers. And um, space engineers has been in early access f- forever. Um, very long time. Yeah, yeah, and uh- you know, as a, as a single player game, Space Engineers is great. Um, it it really is, but the the problems that they run into is with their net code with multiplayer and just the the placement of all the blocks and like how everything has to be registered. It just doesn't. Uh, it's still. It can run smooth sometimes, but if you get like a large number of blocks going on in there it it can really funky with the the game itself, and I just don't know if that game will ever come out of early access like ever
1: yeah I don't trust that one because of what they what happened with their last game
2: right and and that's that's a good point because the the minor what was the minor wars or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, and then they also have um medieval engineers, and I have no idea where the development is on that because I have I haven't even been playing paying any attention. But you know, I, I see I see the, the 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 attempt of you know the attempt of what they're trying to do with this game, and yet it's still falling short, which gives me really great concerns for um well, you know, and, and part of me feels like Elite Dangerous is still almost in, like an early access game with the amount of patching that constantly goes on with that game or updates or changes or fixes, just constantly. You know, and I think about, like, you know, Star Citizen, you know, that's just like, the it was meant to be the dream game, but yet there's just, there's there's a lot of cause of concern there. You know, there's... I don't even... You know, the expectation as a gamer for me right now is like it's one of those things where it's just like I don't expect anything almost anymore. Like it's just gotten to that. I get excited, but then like that excitement is just like, well, 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 hold on there, Buckaroo.
1: And that's really sad because I've talked to i've I've talked to people on forums that seem to feel the same way you do. They just they just feel burned by early access. They feel burned by these. These games just over and over, it's robbing them of their joy of gaming little by little. Well, just stay
0: the hell away from early access shit then. I mean, it's just some willpower. Early, it's
1: not just early access. That's, that's part of the problem, but that's not the entirety of the problem. The, I mean, the problem is early access games that never get finished and games that all this crap that's coming onto Steam every day like – that that flasher game today and showering oh, with your God, dad yes. and just all this crap that's coming out Steam. Like, it's a great time to be a gamer, but if you look at it another way, it's a terrible time to be a gamer.
0: Well, you know, but there's nobody to blame but us because we buy that shit, unfortunately.
1: Yes. It's yes. true.
2: I just
0: uh yeah. Because people would cry. If it, it, personally, I hate the the freaking like little chibi girl anime crap. You know that's like basically porn. Uh, <laughs> like uh, what the hell was that Sakura Dungeon where it was basically like you're running around like fighting monster girls. So it's it's girls in bikinis that have monster ears and horns and stuff on their head. And then when you beat them up, then their clothes like explode off of them. And it's like wow okay steam like wow it, it so it's basically like i wish there was a, a check box that i could click that was just like hide anything that's got an anime character as as part of the you know as part of like the the graphics for the game right like if the if the um the logo for the game or whatever just has like any kind of anime girl it's just like just don't even it doesn't even exist they don't give me enough tools basically to uh to manage my consumer experience. I would I would like to filter much more shit out. Although I guess it's to their advantage to not let me filter things out because I might see something that tempts me, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Like I I do like that there are some filters like, oh, I just don't want to see all this DLC for Guitar Hero or whatever that came out today. Click. That's nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. It's good to get rid of some of it. That's for sure.
1: That is, that's another annoying part of DLC is like, oh, I have to pay 2 or $3 what? for each individual song.
2: What was it? What was it that happened? Was it the Disney Infinity thing? That, like one day on Steam, they just regurg, like fucking vomited. Oh my god! Like, yeah, the new, two or three the, pages of at DLC. Least,
1: at least two or three pages of just <laughs> of DLC. Oh my god! I remember that. That was crazy.
0: Yeah, they're not the only ones that have done that. There's there's been a couple of things that came out and was just a giant flood of stuff and I was just like oh god you know honestly the game that is the worst about DLC that I can think of immediately is uh Dead or Alive 6 oh my god so much DLC Do you, you know you're like and it's all clothes right for the girls in the game so if you oh, want to play like Barbie dress up with your girls um, but oh my god you're like $900 into that shit If you buy the full DLC wallop. And it's like, what? So, it's ridiculous. Like, it blows away the train simulator thing. You can spend more money on dress-up clothes for your fighting game than than you can for trains and train simulator. It's bonkers. And I own them all. I just want to (laughs) say. Only the slutty ones.
1: That sounds like that. Uh, oh, that sounds like a song. Only the slutty ones can play. Anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, well, God, I just totally lost track of my thought. But uh, uh, yo, so we were talking about medieval engineers. Going back to that for a second, I saw that the guy who made who owns the company that made Space Engineers. And and Minor Wars, he's hiring a CEO to help.
0: Mm, because he realized, like, I'm not the guy that should be running this shit. Which is good sense, I think. Because at some point you realize, like, I'm not the guy that should be running this. I'm not a business guy. I'm a coder or whatever. So, yeah, you hire the skills that you lack. I hope he hires a good one. Oh, by the way, it's Dead or Alive 5, not 6.
1: Oh, is 6 even out yet? No. Okay. But anyway. Uh, yeah, it's like going back to this game Crusader Kings 2, like if a new game if a new gamer comes to this game like I want to play Crusader Kings 2 with all the important DLC. How do you pick? <laughs> like Jim, what did you 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 got the game yesterday? What did you have to do to figure out the deal, the right DLC to get?
0: I had to go haunt the forums uh, or the Reddit for Crusader Kings. And read a lot. And, yeah, I know, totally. But, yeah, so I had to go and, and like, lurk in the Reddit for a little bit and look for, they have, like, a a big thread that's just, like, what DLC is actually essential. So what I found out from reading that is that all the features in the game as they add DLC are there. The AI can use it. But if you want to use it, then you have to pay for the DLC to unlock it as playable. But what? whenever, the, yeah. So whenever they added like all the all the Middle Eastern stuff and you know like the Islamic hordes and and all that crap into it, that's there. Like if you're playing just the vanilla game, that stuff is actually there and the computer is using it. But for you to what? use it, yeah, that is th- yeah. If you want to play one of those leaders, like those leaders were put in the game. But if you want to play one, then you got to pay. But it's there. So you're just unlocking the ability to click on it. Jesus which, Christ. Which I think is fair, right? Well, think about it. Like, you and I have wildly different DLC, yet we're in a multiplayer game together. How? That's true. So, yeah, that's that's but, the only way this would work. I guess that's true. I mean... But it, it sucks for people that, like, uh, I forget what game it was, but it forced, like, a 6-gig download and people you know like people that hadn't even bought any DLC or whatever it forced them to download like 6 gigs of shit and it's like why well so you can play with people that have it okay
1: the worst was the other day I loaded up Lord of the Rings online for the first time in a while oh god okay. yeah i'm sorry no it's 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 good i'm i'm enjoying it
0: no i'm talking about the download that you had yes. to do
1: yes I swear, my, my game time on Steam is like 15 hours. F- five of that is the download.
0: How big is it? Like 50 gigs?
1: It's huge. I, I don't think it's 50, but it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. It I remember when that ever. game
0: came out, it was like, oh, my God, this is so gorgeous. And now I can't even look at it. It's like, oh, that's gross.
1: I think it's still gorgeous. It, the really? It's really impressive. Yeah. I, I, mean, I guess
0: it's the UI and the clunkiness of the... the gameplay itself
1: compared to uh elder scrolls online yeah who i think is doing dlc right by the way they're
0: they're doing okay but look at black desert sometime and you can never look at even elder scrolls online the same again because it's just like oh god that's what a game could look like the problem is with black desert it's it's like super grind it's like korean MMO uh... to the max Right. So if you want to go in there and just grind stuff, it's like, okay, this is really cool. But it makes that mistake of like, let's, let's have a field that's got a thousand monsters in it. And you just stand next to one and swat at it. And then the other ones around don't pay any attention. Right. (laughs) So you could just go out there and grind. It's like, it's like picking dandelions in a field full of dandelions is what hunting monsters is like in that. So that doesn't really do it for me. Um, What I really wish that they would come out with is a PC version of Monster Hunter. That would be awesome, because it's like, you have to go out and hunt monsters. It's like playing Ark, right? You go out, and you you kill dinosaurs, or wyverns, or, or whatever, right? Right. And you get parts from them, and you use that to craft stuff so that you can go kill bigger shit. Wow. It's awesome, right? Uh, it's, yeah. I, I mean, it, unfortunately, it's like a Nintendo-exclusive property right now, so we're never yeah. going to see anything on the PC. So. I just, gosh, I wish that somebody would just, like, make a, a knockoff of it or something. Like, how, how come we've never had a Pokemon MMO? Uh, oh, my you should, God. You should
1: play uh Serolim okay. 2. It's a Pokemon-style roguelike. That's oh, I really, have the first one. Yeah, the second one is, is, second is even one better? better. That's what oh, I've cool. I've read. I haven't played it yet. Um, But apparently the second one's even better. But what I was going to say is, like, I think I like the way um, Elder Scrolls Online does DLC because it's got major expansions that come out every quarter. And if you subscribe, you get access to all of those expansions as long as you're a subscriber, which is a great idea. With Lord of the Rings Online, they have major pieces of, they have major expansions, but they also have little quest packs for certain levels. Little DD quest packs with like 100 quests each, right? And if you subscribe, you get those little quest packs, but you don't get the major expansions along with it. You still have to buy those separately. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, if, so have if, you, if it, Sorry, go ahead.
0: Have you played the Mordor stuff? Because that's what I'd be interested in.
1: No, I'm I'm only like a level 11. I'm still a beginning elf, but I'm enjoying it. It's fun. It is kind of a throwy-backy where it's like press 1 and wait until something dies. Okay, so press do, 2, do people- three,
0: four. Yeah, do people give you a weird look when you're like, I have to go play with my elf?
1: <laughs> no, I don't say that though, but uh, you should, uh, but yeah, I mean, World of Warcraft is, pr- I think, well, Blizzard does a lot right, let's just be honest. Blizzard does a lot right, but they're still sticking to the expansion route and it works so well for them, you know. I mean, I yeah, guess they can, though. Sorry, well, guys.
2: and then of course it gave them time because what what? How long has it been since they've developed a new IP, right? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they just come out with Overwatch, right? They were working <laughs> on an, they were working on another MMO. I forget what it was called, uh, but that got shit canned, and then out of that came those that uh, Titan. Yes, uh, thank you. And then out of that came Overwatch. Um, so. It's interesting, but, like, you know, they have their three major IPs being, you know, StarCraft, Diablo, and WarCraft, and yet you can uh, play all of those, like, together in, like, their Heroes of the Storm game, and it's just like, it's like the world of Blizzard is its own gaming world, which is why they have things like BlizzCon. So, it's just like, they know what they're doing? I'm gonna just say that?
0: You know, how many people do you know that say, you know, like, yeah, I'm a hardcore gamer, but the only games they've ever played are Blizzard. They've played everything Blizzard made, but they haven't bought anything outside of Blizzard's ecosystem.
2: Because sure. I work with one. Have you ever, really? Have you ever, like, looked at the StarCraft II arcade?
1: Mm-mm.
2: Yeah. So, StarCraft II, free to play. You can play the, the multiplayer content for free as long as it's not a ranked match or whatever. And then the, that also means that you can, like, you get access to the arcade. And the arcade is like custom games and custom game types. And there's like, uh, tower defense type games. There's all kinds of crazy shit. There's even an RPG in there now, like a StarCraft RPG. Um, full on third person walking around maps RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that. And you, you think to yourself, I have th- over 1300 games on Steam. And yet, there is enough content just through Battlenet to to keep me busy with like four games that's true
1: that's true i mean those are they're pretty big games that you could play. you could I mean if the only games you owned were World of Warcraft and Diablo Three, you could play those forever and and barely run and hardly ever run out of content. some people do. Some people do. I mean, with with Diablo's randomization and 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 World of Warcraft's just massive world, you can just play those for years. I, I have a, I have a hard time believing there are people who just buy Blizzard games. Like that's all they play are Blizzard games. Though seriously, does those, those, those people exist? Sure. What? There's so why, many. Why not? I don't know. I I. I just think there are other games to play, maybe in some cases better games, <laughs> but that's just me, I guess. Like, I never got into StarCraft. I was more of a Total Annihilation guy. Sure. But uh people still play those things, but I, I can't imagine that's all they play. Wait, Kilrathie's saying there
2: are people that play nothing but WoW.
0: This is true. Yeah, that is true. See, WoW to me is a there social thing. There are people who thing. are still
2: playing the original Guild Wars because those servers are still live. They are? Yarp.
0: Yep.
1: That's amazing. I, I mean, I know that EverQuest, at least one of the EverQuest games is still live. Oh, EverQuest right? 1
0: that... went free to play, if you want to play it. It's like EverQuest 1, all the expansions. They, they did it on the same model as EQ2, so it's like, do you want to play a human, a dwarf, an elf, Okay, you can play for free forever, but if you want to play like one of the other gajillion races that you could be, then you have to pay to unlock that. And then, you know, do you want do you want this feature? Pay to unlock that. You yeah. know, so um, it's it's kind of uh, it's micro out a lot. Or you can subscribe, and if you're a subscriber, boom, it's all wide open. So.
1: Oh. Do you know if the Asheron's Call games Call games are still running? Uh,
0: Asheron's Call
1: two died. Oh. oh gosh, like
0: immediately, almost. And Asheron's yeah. Call one continued to run for quite some time. I don't think it's still up, but I will look because I I have wondered about that actually. Because Asheron's Call that was like the first game I can think of that actually had like a bit of a living world where they would yeah. do stuff. Like they, I remember they they had those black monoliths that were like hovering around and one of them destroyed a city and then they had a thing where they there was like some demon that was trapped in a crystal and they had like a world event to like break the crystal See, they thought they were getting rid of it. yeah they thought they were getting rid of the demon but what they actually did was set it free and then they had a gm running around as the demon right and it would show up places and just decimate you know like the entire zone of people it would just you know like axe murder everybody and uh, then they finally had asheron himself come back and they had like a giant like cataclysmic fight between asheron and the demon which i assume asheron won but yeah I, i just i remember that stuff going down and it was just like damn that was that was pretty epic for back in the day
1: yeah, I remember, I think it was Asheron's Call 1 or 2 where I saw, like, my first sunrise in a game that, like, looked anywhere near realistic and it just took my breath away at the time. And, yeah, I kind of missed those games. But, but yeah, WoW, I mean, WoW only has expansions, right? They don't have, like, cosmetic DLC. Like, even ESO has um, cosmetic DLC, but no, I don't think I, I don't think WoW I don't
2: does, think so. right? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah, they just do uh they do the monthly subscription and the uh the expansions. Now what's interesting also about WoW is you can play that game for free as well, but only up until level twenty, and then like after uh... that uh if you want to keep leveling up you have to subscribe or you can just stay at like level twenty for forever. Which is uh... similar to what they're gonna be doing with Eve soon, so
1: yeah, you wanted to talk about Eve, so let's dive into that for a for a bit, um, folks. If you haven't heard the news, Eve is kind of going free to play, sort of.
0: It's free to start.
1: For, well, so free, it's free to test, free to toy with. I mean,
0: well, how okay? How far can you go in like because they let you have um, the normal ships, right?
2: That's a great question, though, because they're still going to like fine tune it. Uh, they're working with. The community, for the most part, to figure out, like, what they think would be, like, the best. That way it doesn't kind of, like, um, take advantage, like, so people can't really, uh, take advantage of it. They're saying 5 million skill points right now, but it's, it's, uh, it could change depending on what they might do. Um, so you'll only be able to fly, um, frigates, destroyers, and cruisers, tier one frigates, destroyers, and cruisers, and, um, only for your faction. So if you start out as an Amar, you can only do the Amar stuff. If you start out as Kaldari, Galente, or Minmatar, you can only do, uh, that stuff. And, and like, uh, Kilrathi's saying here, it's probably going to get hashed out over time. They're probably going to change some things. The rate at which you can learn your skill points is slower. Um, so you can't, you can't, uh, you can't skill up as fast as you could if you were a subscriber. um, so there's you know cuz they're they're trying to make sure that they don't uh, open the door for just like a floodgate of like suicide like ganking guys. Um they they want to make sure that they're not like going to open up the floodgate for just a whole bunch of bots to go out and go mining. Um So you know they're trying to make sure that they uh that the system doesn't get abused in other words, but yet yeah, it opens up the door for people to be able to do some things. Now, what's interesting about the uh the those tier one ships is you'll still be able to do stuff like missions. Uh you'll still be able to go and participate in faction warfare, or you can still go into a fleet and do some of the incursion stuff. Um but you know, as the game generally is, you are encouraged right, you can't own sovereignty. That's a good point. Thank you, Kilrath. You can't own sovereignty. Um But I, over, you know. It, as the game naturally is, it encourages you to be with people. So if you find yourself like with a corporation who likes exploring wormholes, I'm sure, you know, you'll get your feet wet being able to do everything. And that's what's actually kind of different about the way WoW does it and the way um EVE is doing it is with EVE, even though you can only fly certain ships, you'll be able to fly all over New Eden and see all the sights. uh As where with WoW, once you get to level 20, anything that's a higher level content, you're not going to be able to see it. Right. So there, there is, there is a difference there. And I think the opportunity, instead of it being like a 14 day trial or a 21 day trial, it really gives people time, right? Because with Eve, Eve is so depthy and complex. You know, a 14 day trial or a 21 day trial might not be enough time for people to really kind of understand what there is available to do in the game or to really explore the potential that's in the game. So right. I. I think this really gives people an opportunity, um, also giving people an opportunity to kind of come back.
0: You know what I wish that they would do with that game is they would make some, um, some skill tree, like preset builds where you just go in and you say, okay, you know what? I want to be this thing. And you know, like I, I want to, I want to be a a fighter or I want to be a support guy or I want to be a merchant or whatever. Oh, did they finally? So so, yeah, you, so it's just like it picks your skills for you and trains them yeah, for you and
2: well it doesn't necessarily oh, train them nice. for you. It doesn't necessarily train them for you, but there are these uh tier pack things that you can buy um that kind of give you um it gives you equipment and the skill books, I believe, if I remember correctly. I was looking at it the other day, so it's just like if you want to be um a oh, what do they call that? Um
0: pimp. Well, no,
2: no, no. If you want to be, if you want to be like a miner, there's like a a whole thing that helps you get set up to be a miner, and they give you all those tools. If you want to be um, um, a combat pilot, they give you, and they they tell you like what what type of faction to be.
0: Yeah, because the problem Um, has always been paradox of choice. Because you log into that, and it's like there's a million skill books. What the hell do I do? And you know, nothing says start here. So,
2: well, hold on. a am all... trying to I'm trying to look for I'm trying to look for the actual thing. That way I'm not. Oh, here here we go. Content okay. pack. By
0: by the way, Ashron's call is still alive and well. I'm I'm watching a video oh! of uh, right. the July Fourth party this year.
2: So these content packs are five bucks each, and they're designed for new players, right? So like you can get the Explorer, the Industrials, the Skirmisher, or the Colonist content pack. And I'm going to do the Explorer content pack here. I'm going to like read it off to you just real quick. Uh, Only available for active trial accounts, content pack trial uh, extension uh, days can only be added once per trial. So it it adds uh, 20 extra trial days, which is kind of cool. It's a tailored pack of skills, saves you time and money while providing a focus for your early training as an EVE pilot. Uh, Specialized ship and equipment for your profession gives you a head start in your discovery of the world of EVE uh striking uh, clothes and 750 AUR which is like again in-store currency for like buying a shirt which does nothing um it gives you Yeah, I'm very the-
0: disappointed that the 3D character stuff never turned into anything like you can get out and walk around but you can't interact with other people or anything last I saw
2: yeah, that's that's a whole other discussion, which could be a whole show by itself. Which I actually was talking a good deal about on my um stream today. Um, then it gives you like uh, core skills like Caldari frigate, astrometric uh, astrometric, uh, pinpointing, salvage drone operation, specialized skills, uh, explorer ship and probes, explorer equipment. So this is for the Explorer um, content pack. So if you get like a fourteen day trial, you buy this for five bucks. It gives you a twenty extra days, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, some specialization to like get you focused in the right direction of like what to do. So like they've done that, and the new player tutorial has been improved uh, drastically. And they're still like working on making it even like more better, but more even even more better, which is not even a thing. But yeah, making it better.
1: That's good. I mean, so can we? What was that awesome frigate in the game? The Rifton? The Rifter. Rifter. Will we be able to fly that as a alpha
2: clone? Uh, probably because it's a tier one frigate. So, yay!
1: Okay, I'm back because I like that thing. I like that thing a lot.
2: I I have actually actually have a uh, I have a desk model of the uh, Rifter because I have the. Um, the second decade collector's edition so it came with a rifter uh usb hub so like the engines oh. are usb ports oh that's awesome <laughs> i want one now you can actually buy it uh just that off of marky dragon's store he has like the individual parts from like the collector's editions for sale so if you just want a rifter Go go and get a Rifter from Marky Dragon. This is not, we were not, like, advertising Marky Dragon, like, necessarily. We're not partners or anything, but uh, he's got some really cool stuff in his store, uh, Eve-based. He's also got really great deals on Plex, so.
1: Oh, is this inside, Eve?
2: Yeah, you can actually get two Plex for $35 in his store, which is a steal. Normally, they're $20 a piece.
1: Oh, I see the, uh, I see this rifter thing. Oh, that's awesome. It also comes with a, is that a lunchbox it also came with? Uh, it came with like a board game oh, that was board inside game.
2: of a, a a lunchbox looking thing.
1: Oh, I see it. Yeah, because I'm looking at a picture of what came with the, uh, second decade thing. It looks pretty nice. Like a, a nice set, actually.
2: Yeah, I was actually really impressed with it. I, I, It also came with a whole bunch of codes for in-game content. You can buy one for $35 on
1: Amazon. Like, apparently the whole set.
2: Are the codes used, though? Uh, I don't know. Hang on. It's a a brand new set, I,
1: I guess. Oh, I see. So the used
2: set with probably the codes taken. Probably someone just wanted the content, and then and the content's kind of silly shit too, right? So it's like tickets to the movie Clear Skies, which was a fan made machinima about Eve Online, uh, just stu- like parts of the like the first Titan that ever blew up, you know? Oh, okay, stupid shit like that. So
1: the one if you want the Rifter, if you want the Rifter USB, uh, set it's one hundred ninety dollars. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, that's right. It came with fireworks too. You can get fireworks and a fireworks launcher, and you can launch fireworks at people.
1: <laughs> in the game, I'm I'm hoping.
2: Yes, in the game. Of course, in the game. That'd be funny
1: if it was real fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my butt kicked in Crusader Kings, you guys.
0: Yeah, I got rolled. So my, my- I just let the AI take over.
1: Yeah, I know. It's my my uh, my leader is still alive, but he's a lunatic with the great pox.
0: Excellent. <laughs>
1: the the great pox has made him an absolute lunatic, and his wife has cheated on him three times, so yeah. he he imprisoned her, and she fled. <laughs> it's pretty great.
0: Yeah, the thing I don't get in this game is I don't understand the relationships between characters. Right, so it, I know you can go to like opinion stuff, and you get like a it's like a spreadsheet, right? And it's like how many how many points of uh of like or dislike does this guy have for that guy? Well, it, that's the thing. Like whenever I go in and it's like, oh, I want to appoint this guy to be, you know, uh, uh, Duke of whatever, right? So I appoint that guy, and like five other guys get pissed off and rage quit. Right. And, well, yeah, because like, they well, want that.
1: Because they want that. Yeah, job. but
0: I, but I had no way of knowing. You know.
1: Yeah, that is true. There isn't like a there isn't like an Excel sheet with color coded. You know, well, I just
0: need lines, man. I want to see lines between people. Oh, and not like know.
1: a not like a heat vision thing where it's redder as they hate you more and greener as they like you more. That's what I was thinking. you, know, So well, yeah, kind of if chart. I chart
0: Yeah, like switch to a map mode where it's like you know color color the provinces by how much they like me or something but then whenever i <laughs> whenever i'm doing something with another person like color the provinces by how much they like him or whatever i don't i don't know something like that they need a way to display this information cuz there's way too much
1: there's a lot of information uh cooper was telling me that you know if if you just keep playing it it'll click it'll be simple
0: <laughs> but no
1: but it's not, but I like it. I want to play more of it because I'm actually really enjoying it, but I cannot imagine a new player just grokking. And you know what the problem is with the DLC with this and like Europa Universalis? They've got these packs like the extreme pack or whatever that doesn't even include all the latest DLC. It just includes like a couple of the big DLC packs and a bunch of um, um fucking faces and music and shit. Yeah, and, it hasn't been up, and, and it hasn't been updated in like years it's like if you want people to buy your product <laughs> guys now let's talk about the elephant in the room for a second i think it's the elephant in the room still yes yes yeah um they've already released one bit of dlc i think so far right and it was plants like plant people
0: that did not go over well
1: Am I, am I right
0: about that? Yeah, it was basically portraits. It's like, do you want to play as plant people? Then buy this for 7 or $8. And all it does is just add portraits in. See, this is the problem that I have with that game. It doesn't matter whether my guys look like space badgers or space dinosaurs or space mushrooms they're or whatever. They're
1: all equally boring. Yeah. They're, well, they're all, all the same. There's, the same. Yes. there's no
0: behavior that a mushroom has that, uh, that a space wolf doesn't. So why? You know, it's it's like there's no limitation, there's no tendencies, I get no bonuses because I'm that. It's all like, what politics did you pick? And everybody could just be generic humans. Pretty much. So I, I embraced the humans, though. I made the space North Koreans, and it's awesome.
1: It's funny because I was playing the original Master of Orion this week. And it's so much better than Stellaris. It's twenty six years old, ain't it? And, though, right? And and those characters have more variety and spice to them than anyone in Stellaris. I'm I'm anyone. telling you,
0: man. I've I've been playing the uh, the new Master of Orion. I like it quite a bit. It's not bad. But, it's not bad. But yeah. Dan DeChico knocked it out of the park with Star Drive 2 i don't agree i do not
1: agree with you
0: i'm i'm just saying if i want to play master orion 2 i just grab star drives but but the thing that i go into it knowing is that it's a war game it's not about it's not about politics right it's about crush your enemies and everybody's your enemies it's just are they my enemies right now or or can i delay that a little bit while i kill the other guys that are more hostile But yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna annihilate everybody basically. I, I do wish that there was some better diplomacy in there where it was actually like, hey, I could make an alliance and, you know, me, me and the, the cat people like hold hands and skip off into the sunset after we kill everybody else. But it's just, it's just not, you know, and some of the, some of the AI is super aggressive. I mean, like the Chuck, I, I'm gonna do a, a, like a let's play where I just play the Chuck. And it's just like from, from day one build a lot of ships go kill people right <laughs> that's like that's like the only thing the chuck do is uh and and the dialogue is hilarious too because it's it's just like hey you've met the chuck prepare to die and <laughs> cuz you know they're coming for you because uh, they're they're hyper aggressive and no amount of politics or gifts or anything is going to slow them down they're just going to roll over you so if the chuck are in the game that that's normally with those things, I'll start building like infrastructure and I try to get my colonies up to a certain size and then I'll like expand over to another colony. You don't want to expand too soon because that puts too much drain on the economy and then neither place is doing well. So you get it to a certain point, whatever. No, if I'm playing star drive, it's like I, I race to get cruisers in orbit fast because I know that somebody's going to show up and they're going to have a freaking battle fleet about 50 turns into the game. And if I don't have one to deal with it, I'm dead. So, it's just, you have to play it a little bit differently than Master of Orion. But I I think it is a better Master of Orion 2 than the new Master of Orion. I agree. Um, And I I do wish that they had, uh, they had gone with a little bit more Master of Orion 1 instead of, yeah. Okay, so I agree. it's like yeah. whenever I build buildings on a planet, um, it, it doesn't make sense to me that it's like, oh, okay, well, this planet is going to be all industry and this planet is going to be all science or, or whatever, right? Because every planet is going to have some contribution of whatever. So really you should be setting a ratio with like the three sliders. It's like, okay, you have X amount of production per turn. What are you going to put it into? Well, I'm going to put like a third of it into science. And half of it into production and then the remainder goes into farming or whatever, right? And, but it's still like, you're still going to produce science there, but you can just kind of like put where your emphasis is. And that seems a little better to me. It treats a planet as just a generic, you know, it's, it's just like the, as the population grows, they generate X amount of whatever. And Hey, that planet has a bonus to production. And you're gonna get it whether you have the production at high or low or or whatever, but it enables you to actually get more out or something. But with uh with Master of Orion two and um
1: every other Forex that's yeah, pretty every much other, comes since
0: Yeah, I was I was trying to think the GalSiv. Yeah. GalSiv is the worst for this because it's a real estate game, right? It's like, okay, I have to play Tetris with my factories because if they have an adjacency bonus and i have to put the factories wherever but oh no there's a pretty forest there and i could put like a science thing there but that's going to break my factory chain and whatever and it, but it's just like god you know i'm 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 uh, you know, think about the planet earth right and how much of everything we have here it's it's like everything we know about science and industry and everything is coming off this one rock so that's why it's like Star Warsism, right? Where it's like, okay, there's one currency in the entire galaxy. We all use, you know, latinum or whatever, right? Um, well, here on Earth, we have currency problems because just, you know, neighboring countries have different currencies. So there's complexity of the economics just in one planet. Now, let's say that without dumbing Earth down, to a unified world government, let's just add another planet in the mix. Like aliens come and they're our friends and they have a a planet just like Earth. Well, holy shit, now we've got real problems because we've just doubled the number of currencies that are going around and we need to come up with some exchange rate between worlds. And, you know, it's like, well, what can we trade to them that they don't have? Because we can consume everything that we make here on our own planet. What would we export? Right. Well, something they don't have that they're gonna pay for. Right? But if the planet is completely self sufficient, I don't see a basis for trade between races because it's it's like, well, why are why are the the guys from Alpha Centauri gonna want our our chocolate chip cookies, you know, or whatever. Like they can't make their own. Right? It's you know, interesting thing, right? How much money do we spend shipping like um you know that you get those tins of like Dutch butter cookies around yeah. the holidays. How much money do we spend shipping butter cookies from Europe to here when we could just make them here and put them in a tin that says Dutch butter cookies, <laughs> right? I don't know, man. That's just me.
1: No, you're not wrong. You're not. Yeah, wrong.
0: so it just uh, it's an interesting thing about. Uh, you know let, let's make some rules and they, and they have to simplify and abstract everything cuz it's a board game basically yeah but it's it's like wow i would like to see it considered sometime in in a game like stellaris what i was hoping for stellaris would be hey you know what this planet might have multiple different territories on it something like that right it, it's like maybe this this planet has 5 countries and they don't all get along and you have to deal with, like, who your vassals are on that planet or something. And we didn't get any of that shit. But, you know, it's it's more Master of Orion than, like, a Crusader Kings or Europa Universalis kind of thing, I guess. And I, I was hoping for less Master of Orion because it's been beaten to fucking death.
1: Oh, God, and, yes.
0: You know, just, like, just don't do that. So And that's why I'm, I'm so into that um, Imperium game that those guys are making because it is freaking crusader kings in space or whatever or whatever it's called
1: now yeah yeah. Um, and the dune
0: mod for that is going to be amazing when it comes out (laughs) because you know it will
1: (laughs) what the fuck alliance of the sacred Suns? i think it's called now alliance of
0: the fading Suns, or the
1: that's a mouthful Yeah. yeah Oh my, I, it's I got to be something fading
0: suns. Something fading, I, suns. I keep something, something fading it, suns.
1: I keep wanting to call it Ashes of the Singularity. I keep wanting to have that. <laughs> I keep wanting to say that. But Stellaris is so frustrating. And I worry about it. It's like I, I like it, DLC. but I don't. Yeah. It's like I was enjoying it until they forced me to do the sector thing. And they took control away from me. It's like, hey, wait a minute. I, I was doing something with that. <laughs> Stop, well, the sec- well, the
0: sector thing is kind of like what I was saying about, like, planets. You know, you don't have a monoculture, right? So it's like, okay, I got these planets over there, and I can't manage all of this shit, so now I have to have a vassal, right? Which is basically what they did. So it's like, I got to appoint a governor, and he's going to run that shit over there. And then I get to tell him generally, like, please concentrate on the military. But he's gonna he's going to make things self-sufficient as well, right? So it's not it's not like he's going to just go whole hog nothing but factories and we just shit out ships and starve all day. Um you know, which is what you would do if it was you, right? You'd be like this this planet I get the best bonuses to build ships here, therefore nobody lives here that does not build spaceships. That like nothing happens but spaceships here. Uh yeah, but the governor system avoids that because it's like no no, we're self-sufficient and then we're going to try to do what you asked us to do. So that's a little more real, I think. But I can see where it's frustrating if you're just like, I want absolute control and I and I want to make crap where I want to make it. Right. I think it should honestly be that you put the call out in the Empire, right? That you just say, I want five battleships. And I don't give a fuck who makes them, but I want them in three turns. Right. And then the governors figure it out. And fine. I mean, that's the level of control that I want. I want to be the damn emperor. I just want to be like, I want this, and I want it by them. You guys figure that out. And and I think it would also be fascinating if somebody would make a, uh, a single planet game where you are that governor. You're just the guy that runs the one planet, and you start Ooh. getting orders dropped on you from above. Right? Ooh. Like, like the guy playing the 4X wants this. Oh shit! Oh, now he said, <laughs> now he moved the slider over to nothing but food production. Shit! Now we got to tear the factories down and build farms. I'm then, surprised
1: yeah. no one's do, I'm surprised no one's done that. Because nobody
0: nobody's as cool as me, man. I have these All ideas. Right. Somebody should do that. Get on.
1: <sighs> well, let's wrap. Let's start wrapping it up. We've been talking for like an hour and a half. We're not playing Crusader Kings anymore, and I'm losing. My guy's a lunatic. Um. <laughs> so uh i think it was the syphilis yeah sorry i didn't uh talk as much to you in the chat this week as i could have we're just trying to focus on talking to each other sorry about that folks but um yeah i i don't feel any better about gaming after talking about all the dlc and everything i feel a little worse actually (laughs) well at least we still
2: have the classics you know what i'm saying like we. oh
1: yeah i know of course of course no, I totally agree, but yeah, it's like, uh I wonder if this is going to blow up. People thought it would blow up after the horse armor. No, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't blow well, up. I, th-
0: I think what we have here is what you would call the lemon market, right? Because it's a loss of consumer confidence. That's the whole thing that we're seeing with the Star Citizen deal, is that people got invested in it, and you're watching people that have a lot of money in it trying to have blind faith that – Something's going to come of that, right? And, and they're, they're in, they'll deny it. You know, you could just be like, Hey, man, the company closed up yesterday. They're done. They're like, it doesn't matter. They're going to come back. They're going to finish the game. You know, it's like, whatever. Um, but that's a symptom of the lemon market thing, right? Because then there's people that see a thing and it could be something run by like the most upstanding people in the universe and they have a solid plan and they have reasonable. Goals and they're going to deliver, you know, a set thing and they know they're going to ship it at this time. Can you fund us on Kickstarter? Well, I don't know. Cause you know, it's like whenever I go to a used car dealer, he's going to tell me that's the best car ever. I have no idea. Right. So he has all the power in the transaction because he has all the knowledge and I'm just kind of on faith. So, therefore, it makes me a little leery as a consumer. It's like i I have no power here all i all I have is a purchase decision, and you're asking me to buy in before I get to see the final product. Hm, you
2: have no power here, exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. so that's gonna be nothing but detriment to the market because I mean, you saw how it was you know I mean, think about the reputation that used car dealers have right. I mean, you know, that that's a thing from the 70s and 80s, right? When, when we had that crazy-ass lemon market where they had basically junk cars, stolen cars, God knows what, that were flooding the used car market. And they had to come out with legislation to kind of fix that because the consumer – it collapsed. You know, like people just weren't buying used cars anymore because when you get burnt once, you assume every car is a lemon. So – I, I don't know why the consumers are so slow in, in backlash against just crowdfunded stuff and early access stuff and all this just in general, right? Um, it's it's taking much longer than I thought. I was saying two years ago is like the yeah. end is nigh and people are still dumb enough to fall for it. I'm still dumb enough to fall for it sometimes if the game's pretty enough. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, ah, whatever, you know. It'll it'll be okay. i, I got to satisfy my curiosity right now.
1: Right, of course. Yeah. Because we're impatient, and we need it now, now, now. <laughs> well, Too to many young about, guys
2: with no girlfriends, It's
0: funny. No, it's about putting out the fire of curiosity, right? It's like I have to douse the flames of curiosity, otherwise I'm going to just sit here and think about it. And the only way to not is to just throw money at it and have it over with. right? And then you get the game, and it's like, oh, yeah, I screwed around with that for like an hour, and that was the end of the content. So, all right, well, I'll come back to it in six months. All right. That's the pattern. Right. So think about this, though. People who are trying to be like YouTubers, right, you know, and and actually drive it as a as a because there's there's X number of people that actually make income from that. And then there's a hundred times, maybe a thousand times that many people that that are like okay well i i can i can be a contender i can get in here i can do whatever but you're constantly chasing like what's the popular early access game that dropped this week i got to get that i got to play that like you know no man's sky right like how many youtubers had to run out and buy no man's sky day 1 because i got to stream that or i'm not going to get the views or whatever so and it's this other guy blue drake was he he had a long range i don't agree with him on a lot of things but on this i did um remember whenever i had that that outburst in the forum where i was like fuck it i quit because i can't afford to chase after these games anymore and whatever and he basically said the same thing about a year and a half after me where but he's actually in the in the youtube game of doing it right and he is making money on this so it's it's kind of his thing but he was just saying like i'll do something for a while and if it's not making money i just go do something else Right, and this just happened to randomly work out. But he's like, I see all these other people out there, and and they're you know just buying up all this stuff so that they can present it and hope that it goes viral. And oh, well, that one didn't, so I'll buy the next game. And he's like, at that point, you're the customer. You're not you're not the person uh, well, doing the PR work.
2: To add to that, I mean, look at look at the. Um, I know Brian wants to wrap this up, but I mean, to add to that, look at the, the loot the loot crate market, right? So it's just oh like, what, what what's, what's Loot Crate's thing? Well, Loot Crate's like, well, when you get the box, document it, like, open it up, put it on YouTube so everybody else can see it. And then it's just like, that's what everybody ended up doing. Oh, the whole
0: unboxing just, crowd?
2: Yeah, and now it's just like, there's, there's a whole, and then... Like, Loot Crate you just don't, sucks don't,
0: anymore, by the way. I'm, I'm on the even, verge of canceling it.
2: Well it's just like I don't even see people doing unboxing videos anymore. Like that's just not a thing that has come up in my YouTube feed in quite a long time. You know what's freaky? Speaking
0: of, of loot crate and, and geek junk toy shit. Um Think Geek actually has brick and mortar stores now. They opened one here. I was like, What? It's like what? Um, Yeah, they're affiliated with GameStop. Now, I don't know if it's, like, one in the same company anymore or, or or what that has evolved into. But GameStop has ThinkGeek merch in the store. And in some cases, they've either opened a new store or transformed a GameStop whole hog into, like, boom, here's a ThinkGeek. And it's a toy store for you and me. It's crazy.
1: That's, yeah, that's, I'm not
2: sure how I feel about that. Yeah. Tied well, like,
0: together with well, GameStop. Well, it's like you see it in the on the website, right? And it's like, oh, that's a cool thing. But if it's actually there, like tangible, you know, like impulse buy. Like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. All right, I'll buy it. Because it's here. It's right now. You know? Like, um, I don't know, there's Wampa sleeping bags or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's funny. It looks cool online. But, oh, shit, now I'm really looking at one. Oh, that's actually kind of nice. All right, I'll buy it. You know, million dollars. I don't care. <laughs> right, So I guess that that's that's what they're tapping right there is the the impulse buy and the people that want to actually see the tangible thing. And personally, I would I would say, um, you know, how, how many people do this with retail? Like I go to a brick and mortar store, I look at something and I decide like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. And then I whip my phone out. And I scan the the code on it, right, and look it up on, you know, like about five different websites. So
1: so many times. So many times.
0: Why isn't that just the business model? It's like we have one of everything. One. We don't have any stock. One of. And if you want it, it'll drop off to your house tomorrow, right? But here's everything. You can walk around, look at it, touch it. Yeah, yeah, like Amazon, they could they could totally do brick and mortar stores where it's just like, here's one of everything, and you know, this is all that we sell. Um, I I don't know. There was a place when I was a kid that did that very thing, right? It was a, it was like a department store, and uh, it was like an O'Neill's or kind of thing. I f- I forget what it was actually called, but it was like a high end store, right? Like they had nice lamps and stuff, you know, like. Like a, 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 a more so than like a Sears or a Pennies, right? I mean, it was, it was like, you know, nice stuff. So you'd go in there and they had one of everything and it had cards, right? And you'd just take the card off the thing, go up to the cash register and, and buy it. And they would give you a number, right? So you're like, oh, you're number 42. All right. So you go stand in line. And they had a conveyor belt that came up from the basement. And the whole basement of this place was a giant warehouse. And they would actually send stuff up. They would pick the order and send it up the conveyor belt, and it was and it would just like put the number. It was like picking up your luggage at the airport, right? It's like forty-two, you know, <laughs> and then here comes your stuff. So um, that's the only time I've ever seen a place that was like that, and I'm shocked that we we don't see more of that, right? Because it's it's almost like brick and mortar is just a showcase, and then I'm going to buy it online anyway. But anyway.
1: Yes. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, I'm falling asleep. Actually, so we should stop. Um, I got up very early today. So, folks, uh, next week, uh, to me, we have an exciting guest. Um, Woo! You, might, you might remember in the uh, early to mid '80s there were a couple of games called Starfleet. Uh, oh was, yeah. There was Starfleet. Hey. The, there was Starfleet. The War Begins.
0: Was this Interstellar or who? Yes,
1: and then there was Starfleet Two: Crawlering Commander. We're having the guy who created those games on next week, which I am very excited about. Oh, God, what's his name? Thomas something. I'm blanking. Um, we're having him on next week to talk about those two games. And he did a couple other games after that. Thomas Sorensen?
0: Sounds think right.
1: Um, I want to double check. But yeah, we're having him on next week to primarily talk about the... Uh, there was a, there was also another game that came out after Star 2. It was like Star Raiders, or something. Trevor Sorensen, um, that's his name. Uh, it came out with Interplay in 1993. I think it was basically almost like an Empire type game, but it was the planetary landing portion of Starfleet Two with better graphics. Is basically what the entire game was. Um, and did you know Empire is considered a game in the Starfleet universe? I didn't know that
0: I had I had no idea I do I do remember Empire though it was a it was a very strange almost an RTS wasn't it
1: almost yeah it was very it wasn't
0: turn-based was it it was real time but very slow real time very
1: slow real time if I recall correctly but yeah that's part of the Starfleet universe too I believe I think um but it was made by the same people at the very least nutty I know right so we're gonna have them on uh him on next week that's exciting Cause it's hard to find people who made these old games. It's difficult as shit. It's gonna so get look, harder. It it is. It We're is. Gonna have to like
0: bust them out of the nursing home or something. And,
1: like, like I'm, uh, I'm still trying to get a, ga- a podcast for Starflight together, and it's proving very difficult uh, because it's the 30th anniversary of that game this year. Believe it or not, um, and but. So we're going to have Trevor on next week to talk about the classic Starfleet games. And then Thursday, we're returning to Pulsar Lost Colony because we had such a great time last time. We're going back. Our friend Spaz has been playing on his off time. He has a carrier that he's going to let us run around in and probably destroy. (laughs) I cannot wait. I'm excited. I'm quite excited to see. Guys, if you haven't seen Pulsar Lost Colony, it is turning out real nice like shockingly nice it's 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 surprising how good that game is surprising anyway i'm rambling i'm losing my mind so folks uh thank you for listening and watching and we'll see you next week have a good night
2: let's have some music in here boiler sure thing <laughs>
0: Down what I see.